Welcome to Conversations with the Black Girl Blogger podcast, where you will hear amazing human interest stories from everyday people. They will inspire you, they will encourage you, and they will help you to overcome all of what you are going through in your life. I am your host, Aisha Morgan, and let's meet today's guest. All right, so we are here today with my cousin Louise. And we are going to be talking about interracial relationships um, and how she is dealing with it with her fiance, especially in a time that we are living in right now. I will let Louise introduce herself, tell us a little bit about herself and how she met her fiance. Hi, I'm Louise. Um, I'm 29 years old, and like Isha mentioned, I am in an interracial relationship. Uh, my fiance is a white male, and I am a black female. So um, we we do have some challenges, even though we are a younger couple. You would think that with the time and age, people would just all right. There's so many, but. Even though we are younger, we still do face challenges that have happened for so many years with different couples dating interracially. Um, we do get the looks or the side eye or the, uh, is this for one person? Oh, are you two together? You know, it's never, no one ever looks at us as a whole, as a couple. We're all, we're just always individuals. That's a white man and a black lady. They would never be together. So, it's challenging sometimes uh, living in the area that we do live in. It is a predominantly white area. So when we go out, it's, we just, I cook a lot. Yeah, that's terrible. <laughs> How did um, the two of you meet? Okay. So I used to work as a night auditor at a hotel and he, in New Jersey, and he lived in Pennsylvania he came out to the area that of the hotel that I worked in for support to help start a new company that he works for. So he is a trainer, so he came there to train, and in the midst of that, this is the hotel that they were staying at. So he happened to be there probably three months before I even, we even seen each other. Mm-hmm. And one morning, I was doing my daily rounds in our breakfast area, and... <laughs> We had, I've, I, at that point, I worked there for two and a half years, so I've had the breakfast so many times, so nothing looks appealing to me anymore. But this morning, he had waffles, and I don't know where he got whipped cream from and strawberry drizzle, but he had them on his waffles, and I was just like, oh, good morning, you know, your waffles look really good, and instantaneously cut a piece, was like, do you want some? I didn't touch any yet. And I was like, oh, that sounds sweet. And he was like, oh, I've seen you every morning. You come around here, you talk to everyone, you know, take a load off, sit down. You know, I always see you here extra hours after you're supposed to be here. So I sat down and we talked for about 10, maybe 15 minutes. And it felt like I had known that person my entire life. Like the conversation didn't feel forced. There were no awkward pauses. And it was just like, wow, this is, a really cool person like so after that uh it's sad but after that conversation I wrote my number down and I gave it to like his the co-worker he was with because I had to go 
And I said, hey, give your friend my number. I, I, I got to leave. You know, my shift's over. I'm tired. I didn't get a call. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I didn't get a call. And I seen him around the hotel. And it was just awkward. So I didn't say anything. So a month goes by. And he comes up to me again. And he was just like, hey, how you doing? And I was just like, no, I don't want to talk to you. You go skip me. Don't talk to me. <laughs> <laughs> but he was just like it, it, he's like it's not that he's like you know I did want to talk to you but he was like you know with my position at my job I didn't want to get in trouble I just wanted to make sure you know with my higher ups like is it okay that this girl gave me her number and it was so <laughs> every day since then I've been with him we cool. talked every day so it was yeah in a day full of social media you know people meet online online dating it's just so weird to have met someone face to face you know and have that first interaction of just talking to a person instead of oh i see their picture i like it let me talk to them you know so was this the first person that you dated that was not a black man yes okay so in the beginning like kind of talk me through your experience like did you feel awkward um, I felt so awkward because I was just like, well, does he really like me or is it just like a black girl? Let me just, you know, see what it's like. But he was genuinely so interested in me and cared about everything that I said. Like when I talk, I can look at this man's eyes and see that he is really listening to everywhere that I'm saying. He really cares. Yeah. So I had to get past my own insecurities of you know, all right, am I really going to date a white guy? What is everything? And then just to the point where I don't care what anyone thinks. Like, I'm happy. He makes me happy. So it shouldn't matter what color skin he is or what color skin I am. Yeah. And I mean, our family is very much so mixed. So, yeah. you know, did you feel like when you were introducing him to people in our family or your friends that it was weird? Or was it just kind of by that time? Um, no, I, like, like you said, our family is so mixed and they were just like, Oh, welcome to the club. There's a couple more of you in here somewhere. So, you know, thankfully I thank my cousins and other family members before me that have had interracial relationships that just made this path of me coming in super smooth and easy. Yeah. Good. So, um, Thinking back to when you first started dating and um, what was like the situation where you were more comfortable being with him as a white man? Like, was there an instance where you were just like somebody said something or um, I don't know, maybe y'all were together somewhere and you were just like, yeah, this is just we were going out to eat at the restaurant famous Dave's. Um, I just so happened to leave my phone in the car, so he went in and he. Uh, I'm, like, I'm just gonna get my phone really quick. So I'll, I was like, I'll grab a table. He sat down. So when I came in, oh, how can I help you? I said, oh, um, my boyfriend just came in. Uh, where did he sit? She's like, um, no, no one just came in. <laughs> and oh, I was like, wow. yeah, my boyfriend just came in. He said, I'm like, he's right there. She was like, oh, I didn't think that that was who you meant. 
Wow, that's like, so awkward. Well, there's four people in the restaurant. It's like 11 a.m. Who else did I mean? Yeah. So before I started to get very agitated and tell this lady about herself, I had to remind myself, I still have to eat here. <laughs> and I really want this food. So. Yeah. <laughs> but I went to the table and I told him what happened. And he was like, are you serious? He was like, but I told her when we were coming in, hey, my girlfriend's coming. She just went to get her phone out of the car. So I was just like, yeah. Now, was that, I mean, was that, what was it about that instance, though, that made you say, um, you know, black, white, whatever, I'm happy with being with him? When, when he got, when, Seeing him get so upset, like, it bothered him to the point of, why would she think that you were my girlfriend, you know? Yeah. What what is, what is the issue? Like, like I said, it was early in the morning, there was nobody, it was maybe three or four other tables being occupied in this whole restaurant. Why, why wouldn't you think this is my girlfriend? Or, you know, so in that moment, I was just like, wow. No matter what we do, people are going to, you know, probably look at us and treat us weird, but I don't care. Because at the end of the day, I'm still sitting at the table with you. And now she feels like a butthole because she assumed wrong. Yeah. So pretty much he made you feel more comfortable. Yeah. Um, he, he always makes me feel so secure in us being together. You know, he always remind me, this is our life. This yeah. is us. We are life partners. We are doing this together. And whatever battle comes our way, you know I'm going to fight it. I don't want you, He's like, I'm going to deal with it for us. But of course, I, you know, I come from a strong line of women in my family. I'm going to say something too. Yeah. But just knowing that I have that person that is willing to take the punches for me or to take the looks for me, you know, is definitely reassuring and definitely comforting. Good. Now, was he the, I mean, sorry, were you the first um, non-white woman that he dated? No. Okay. I don't think he's ever dated a white woman, to be completely honest. Oh, okay. So, did did that make you feel more comfortable? That he was probably more um, experienced with dealing with people because he hasn't? Um, he's yes. had other relationships that were not with white women. Yes, I definitely feel as though, like, you know, all right, he's been here, he's done this. Like, so I trust him. I know he wouldn't be doing this if this was a game or something that he didn't want to do, like, because it's vice versa. If I get the looks, he gets the looks. Right. It's not, even though it's a self thing, like, oh, they're staring at me. And he reassures me, no, they're staring at us, but who cares? Right. Now, I know our family obviously is accepting of all races, all religions, everything, because we are like a melting pot of different things. But how was his family when you met them? They were very accepting. It it wasn't like I was like, okay, they're only surface nice like internally they feel a different way you know just like our family their family is a melting pot uh his mom and dad have 18 grandkids and all of them are biracial oh okay got it so it definitely but it's still it's still a self thing in myself like oh do they really like me or it's just you know do they talk about me when i leave type of situation yeah 
So was it like, I mean, obviously from you going into their house or environment or whatever, um, like how did they make you feel comfortable or was it just, yeah. Like how did they make you feel comfortable? They made me feel comfortable by not, I don't know, how, by not making me feel uncomfortable. I don't know how to say, like, how to word it. Because I didn't feel like they were going above and beyond to make me feel comfortable. I felt as though I was treated just like another person that was brought into their home. Yeah. I didn't feel as though, like, let me watch what I say or watch what I do or ask random questions about me. It, I felt as though, like, okay, this is a person. Now, did, I mean, obviously, you know, we've all been in situations with people that are mostly white who have said things or maybe innocently um, offended oh. us. Like, has that ever happened where you've had to kind of correct yes. any of them? Yes. Um, so, like I said, I moved from New Jersey to central Pennsylvania, where the area that I live in is predominantly white. Okay. Um with the place that I worked at for two years, I was the first and only black person in that company. Oh, okay. So coming in, it wasn't like going into his family's house. Mm-hmm. It was that awkward tension, you know, it was that, let me watch what I say. There's certain jokes we can't say now. And there were times that jokes were said and, it was very improper. Um, for, for instance, my very first week working there, I, we would have group huddle in the morning. There's about 30 people in the group huddle. And it came out so authentic that my boss said to me, hey, Louise, don't sit in the back of the bus. Come up to the front where everyone can see you. Oh, wow. He <laughs> didn't think about what he said. Yeah. And, you know, everyone else around was like, I can't believe he just said that. And then after it came out of his mouth, he was like, I can't believe I just said that. Yeah. But, you know, people in their own circles get so comfortable with things that they think are jokes. Right. But they're really not. So when he said that, clearly my face was tore up. And I was, I was just like, excuse me? He's like, I, I, I didn't mean it like that. I just didn't want you to be in the back of the huddle. I went you know, everyone to meet you and blah, 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 blah. Mm. So I, after the meeting, I sat down and I called my fiance. And I said, this is what just happened at work. Yeah. And he was like, I'm, I'm on my way up there. Uh, no, don't come up here. I need my job. But this is just what happened. He said, you need to tell someone right now. He was like, I don't know who you need to tell, but you need to tell someone right now what happened. Yeah. I went to my human resources. I told her what happened. And her response was, oh, that's just him. Take him with a grain of salt. Mm. So nothing happened. Nothing happened. I've had, with this particular person, I've had numerous occasions where I've gone to human resources about him. Um, There was a Latina girl that works at the same company she's gone to human resources about him and nothing happened. That's crazy. And I I switched departments 
twice in my same company. Yeah. And it just got to the point where I, you know, I've stayed here so long because I felt as though I need this job. I, I, I need this job. Yeah. And then my fiance told me one day, he said, you do not have to stay there. I was coming home so stressed out and so upset over the people that I worked with that I was coming home yelling. I was coming home being angry. Yeah. And he was like, what are you really upset about? Like, and I'm like, I hate my job. I hate the people that I work with. And he's like, but you're so good at your job. You know, you, you get all these, I said, I under, I, I'm amazing at my job. It's super easy to me because I'm so good at it. But I hate it. Yeah. I hate the people that I work with. I hate the stairs. I hate the commons. During the presidential election, um, every person in my company had on the same candidate shirt. Mm. They had flags on their cars and propaganda all throughout the building. Yeah. Then the election happened, not in the favor of the, what they wanted. And work became a very hostile environment. Wow, that's crazy. Certain conversations that I would hear other coworkers having and they would see me coming and instantly stop talking. Or if I came into the lunchroom and the CEO and the COO are talking about it, you know, you look at them and like, are you serious? And it's crazy because you, know? you think about those things happening like in the South, but you're in central Pennsylvania. Like who would think that... I mean, I don't follow the election, so, you know, I have this right. year, but, or the past year, and, um, like, seeing how the votes in different states is sway in one way or another, um, I know that that's, you know, not a Biden area, but yeah. still, like, you still but don't think... The town that I live in is where a, um... A speech was given by our former president, literally five minutes from my house. Oh, wow. Yes. That's so, crazy. So since, I mean, obviously, you know, your your experience in those things at work, have you ever experienced those things with, like, his family and friends, like, unintentionally, where you just kind of had to say, like, I know that may seem funny, but it's really not. Uh, no, luckily enough, all of his siblings and family members are in interracial relationships too. Yeah. Um, but a person that I would say has to be close to us, my own landlord, when my fiance came and he got the house, you know, I wasn't around, you know, everything was picked out. I just had to come inside the lease. Mm -hmm. So when I came inside the lease for our house, it was like, a deer in headlights when he seen me come through because my name on paper doesn't really reflect, you know, what you look like, what ethnicity I am. Yeah. So, you know, on paper with my pay stubs and everything and everything was beautiful to him, you know, Oh yeah. You, you know, he was letting us move in a whole month early without even, you know, you don't even have to pay for it. Mm -hmm. And then I get there and he just looks at me. And he just kept looking at me and just, he, it just was just like, are you okay? Did I break you? Are you sure you're okay? Yeah. So we go through the most pettiest things, uh, with our landlord. Um, he'd be like, I rode past your house and there's a water bottle in your yard. 
I don't want my yards trashy. You know? Yeah. I was like, okay. Uh, you, the grass needs to be cut. It, it should have been cut two days ago. I don't, I don't, I don't want my, um, my house looking like the ghetto, what he would say. Um, when we were signing our lease, you know, we're a family lover of dogs. And I said, can we have dogs? No pit bulls, no Rottweilers, no bulldogs, none of, none of that stuff. I'm like, I'm, what stuff? Yeah. You know, so me personally, I don't go to take our rent down. My fiance does, but there were times that I had to, and he wouldn't let me in his house. I would have to put the money in a drop box and he would bring the receipt up to us. So with all of this tension outside of his family and just with the people in the neighborhood, I mean, have y'all thought about leaving or is there a reason why we, you know, we're looking into moving back to New Jersey. Okay. But, being here and being around this, I feel as though it, it, it's just, it's mind-blowing that people are still this way. Yeah. It's mind-blowing. Because it it's to the point now, it doesn't bother me at all. I'm like, he can say whatever he wants to say. He can't evict us. His own personal opinion about me is, I still have a roof over my head. I, my kids are being taken care of. You know, just because I don't like a person doesn't mean I'm just like, I'm moving. You know, I've been here for so long. It's a great school for my kids. If it's only this pettiness that I have to deal with with this man, he's not harming me. He's not doing anything that is hurting me. Yeah. I'm I'm going to continue to live my life. I, I never see you, only unless I have to pay rent, and that's once a month. Now, it, has so. there been a time where, maybe not with your landlord, that y'all have felt unsafe for one reason or another? No. Okay, that's good. It's just more of like the stares and the comments and Yeah. I mean I my fiance looks like a very aggressive aggressive person to people and I look like a very timid person to people sometimes. Mm-hmm. But together, you know, we're strong. And people are just like, All right, you know, these may not be the people we wanna continue to argue with or have an issue with you know so i know that um you are planning your wedding soon was the uh, (laughs) was the issues that you have with the people in that neighborhood did that kind of sway where you had your wedding yeah um you know i would never want to bring a lot of my family to this area you know people still have to get hotel rooms they have to stop at convenience stores and I don't want that to be oh remember what happened at Louise's wedding yeah you know I went to that convenience store and this this and that you know I don't want that to be the talk of my wedding I want it to be positive memories and there's no need for me to bring all of them here to this date I wouldn't say negativity but just ignorance of this of the people in this area. Right, yes. Definitely ignorance. Yeah. So, with planning the wedding, it was, you know, I personally didn't want to do a huge wedding. I was just like, we can go to Vegas. 
but my fiance said, you know, you deserve this. Every girl deserves this beautiful day. And, you know, girls have dreamed about this their whole life. And like, eh, not me, but we can do it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, he, he definitely, we wanted to, well, and this coincides with, we had, we're looking to get married at a resort um, back in 2020. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's going to be July 17th. 2020 and the pandemic happened right so with that happening you know that closes the beach venue right there because the resort that we wanted to get married at was no longer accepting weddings anymore you know yeah so that put a whole spin and turn on everything like all right well what should we do you know and just trying to figure it out you know I can't do it, you know, this year because there's still some restrictions, you know, people can't travel out of state without getting a COVID test to go back to work. And, I'm, you know, a lot of our family members work at certain places that they're going to have to receive a COVID test to come back to work. Mm-hmm. And they have to, you know, quarantine for three days. And I didn't want everyone to, it's already complicated enough, you know, trying to go to the grocery store. I don't want to put that much stress on a person just to come to my wedding right yeah that definitely does add um even more frustration to the planning part Mm -hmm. because you can't do what you really want to do so you're ready you're planning your wedding um first of all tell us how the engagement happened that's the juicy stuff i had a really 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 bad toothache and it sent me to the hospital. Mm-hmm. And this is the first time around him that I'm being super vulnerable. Like, I'm in pain. I'm crying. Like, I'm being a big baby right now because I'm in so much pain. And I'm just like, I know I'm being so annoyed right now. Like, he's just probably like, why, why is she doing this? And he didn't. He was just like, babe, I'm here. It's okay. Blah, 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 you know. So, um... They kept me in the hospital for observations for two days. And those two days were the first two days we had ever been apart. Mm. And he, I mean, we were on the phone constantly. He was like, I really, really miss you. He was just like, I, I know I'm on the phone with you. But he's like, I just miss being around you. I just miss you being in my presence. He was like, I, I, I just miss you. And I was like, oh, I miss you too, you know. So um, I gave discharge, and he was like, what do you want to do that's going to make you feel better? I was just like, "Um, I want to go to Walmart. I always feel better when I get new sheets. (laughs) So we went to Walmart, and I got new sheets because that's what I wanted to do. And we got home, and he was just like, I really missed you. I missed you so much. And he was like, I've never missed a person other than my kids this much. And I don't ever want to miss you again. And that's what happened. Oh, that's so sweet. So he got down on one knee and said, you know, I I don't want to miss you. We, you know, said the whole spiel, my name and everything, will you marry me? And I said, yes, I was so excited. I got new sheets and a ring. <laughs> double bonus. Hmm? I said a double and a bonus. I know. I was so happy. I was, 
And I had got an extra, a new pillow because they were on sale. So I had got one of those new memory foam pillows. I was super, I was so excited about it because, I don't know, <laughs> I'm weird. I love fresh sheets in my bed or, a, you know, new comforters and pillows and stuff. Yeah. And I wasn't expecting it. So I slept on cloud nine that night with my hands <laughs> in the air. <laughs> Look at my ring. That's awesome. So. And I instantly called my mom. <laughs> Oh, was she excited? Yeah. yeah, she was like, he what? I said, he proposed to me. Oh, man. Let me see the ring. Oh. So, yeah. That's amazing. So, both of y'all have kids with separate people. How were yeah. your kids when they met the other person? So, how were his kids when they met you? How were your, How was your son when he met your fiancé? So, um, we didn't meet each other's kids right away because I just didn't want to introduce anyone to my son, vice versa. He just didn't want to bring someone into his kid's life that wasn't, you know, he didn't want to introduce his kids to someone that wasn't going to be around or permanent. Right. So he has four boys. So it's not like, all right, it's just one kid that you're meeting. No, you're meeting four different people. So that's a lot for a person to just be like, all right, I I trust you enough to meet your kids. So um, I met his children before he met my son. And, you know, of course, they were like clenched to their dad, like he was this random lady. But, of course, I just wanted to be like, all right, let's do something fun. Let's, you know, they're from Pennsylvania. There's no beaches out there. So I'm like, let's just go to the beach. So when I met his kids, we went to the beach and, you know, one of them had to use the bathroom, but their dad was in the water. So it was just the moment where, all right, I know this kid has to use the bathroom. Is he going to come and ask me to take him to the bathroom? <laughs> or is he just going to be like, nah, I'm just waiting for my dad. Yeah. So he was like, uh, excuse me. And he can't say my name the right way. <laughs> he can't say Louise. So it's Louise. Excuse me, Louise. Could you please take me to the bathroom? <laughs> I was like, sure, of course I can. So, you know, I took him to the bathroom. And, you know, we're walking back. He was like, you're a really nice lady. I was like, oh, thank you. <laughs> so, you know, it, it went over pretty easy with his kids. My son, you know, my son is just used to just me. Yeah. And, you know, me and his dad are together. So he's just used to just being around me. So it was, I would, I, I could see, he didn't say it because he was, you know, he was eight at the time. He didn't say it, but I could tell by the way, you know, all my focus wasn't on him. And he was just like, why is she not all about me right now? Yeah. You know, it wasn't like he wasn't included. He just felt like I'm sharing my mom with someone. Right. Was his kids there, or was it just the two of you and then your son? Just the two of us and then my son. Okay. So it was, uh, you know, he went, who was this person? Why is my mom talking? So my son asked probably 10,000 questions. <laughs> who are yeah. you? Where are you from? What do you do? Do you have kids? What are your kids' names? Oh, do you like basketball? What basketball team do you like? Oh, okay. What football team do you like? Who's your favorite player? 
I think he asked him more questions than I had asked him at that point. <laughs> so when um, my fiance had left, and I was like, so, you know, he was like, he's okay for now. <laughs> like, oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> so, you know, you know, a couple times after that, you know, they're, they've they got their own handshake, they're laughing, they're playing the game together, they're going outside, playing football and basketball together, so I'm just like, okay, he's not, not liking this person, he's doing stuff with this person because my son will be quick to tell you, no, I don't want to do that. Yeah. No, doesn't sound fun to me. So now were your kids' parents, like your son's dad and his uh, kids' moms, were they okay? I mean, we don't have to go into debt, but were they? Um, uh, For the most part, his kids' moms were okay, except one. Okay. But, and then my son's dad was, you know, we haven't been together since we were in high school. So it wasn't like we had this strong relationship that he's like, oh, why are you dating this person? Or, you know, you, see, you know, as long as my son is being taken care of, he's not being harmed, he's being respected, you know. If you are introducing him to our son, I trust your opinion, you know. Yeah. Of course, they, you know, they, they talked on the phone and everything. But, no, we've never... Just one... Just one. Okay. <laughs> well, it happens. I mean, hey, you know, you can't make everybody happy. Right. So, you know, one of uh, his kids' mom was coming to our wedding, and she was, ex- you know, she had the same situation that I did with my son's father. We were in school. We were young. We were not the smartest of people, clearly, because we had children. Um, but it was one of those situations, you know. She, you know, I'm very close with one of his son's moms, and it's just... She was just like, I want the best for my son's dad in life because ultimately I want my son to see that man in his life succeed. Yeah. So it's not like I, I, I'm happy with the person that you, you know, you are and how you treat my son, you know, it's, that is a good feeling. You know, you're, you're trusting me with your kids, you know, that, and it's, it's her only child. So I get where she's coming from. You know, I have one child, so it. It works out good most days. Well, that's good. I mean, you you don't want that extra headache already dealing with the fact that you're in an interracial relationship and then to have, Mm -hmm. you know, that added stress is is hard. So you're definitely not getting married where you live. So where did you guys decide to plan to get married? So we are getting married in New Jersey at one of my family members' churches. Okay. Um, I used to go to that church sometimes as a kid, so it's familiar to me. Um, so, and it's big enough to accommodate everyone for the wedding. So we're getting married there. Um, he, most of the people um, in his immediate family are going to make the trip, but of course some of them aren't. Um, and then most of the people on my side of the family will be there as well. So okay. that uh, it works out pretty good. We'll still have a, a nice amount of people between like 75 and 100 people. So it's still a good turnout uh, post to pre-COVID when we were expecting like 250 people. So Yeah. So now along with that, I mean, 
we're still kind of in the midst of COVID and like cases are on the rise. So how has that kind of changed some of the things you're going to do for your wedding? So, um, for instance, for our cake, uh, of course, I wanted the huge six-layer cake, but, you know, some people may not feel like, all right, that's not sanitary, you know, you're cutting the cake, you're touching all over it. So we opted to do, um, we'll have our own personal, you know, two-tier cake, and then we're going to do like a cupcake tower. That way, you know, everyone has their own individual piece of cake but it's you know no one's touching it but you okay now i went to a wedding the beginning of june or the end of june and um the bridal party and everybody they had masks um mm-hmm. some of the guests had masks but it wasn't like mandated so where you're going right. to get married is that kind of an option out there or yes so um, it's definitely optional. I do know some people will be wearing masks at my wedding. Um, there are a few people who are attending, not a few, but a lot of people who are attending my wedding that are already vaccinated. Okay. So we have, you know, a split group of people, you know, we have mostly vaccinated. Then we have some people who are, you know, I, I, I feel comfortable wearing my mask and I have no issues with that at all. Your personal health is your choice. I am not going to force you to make a decision for my wedding that's going to harm you in any type of way. So are then, you planning to have your bridal party in mask or no? No. Okay. If my bridal party, I, I, that's actually not even a conversation we had, but if they do want to wear a mask, I am not opposed to it. Okay. If they don't want to wear a mask, that is fine too. Yeah, I was asking because the wedding that I was at, like the, the mm-hmm. mask went with the dresses. Like, the men didn't okay, have masks. Yeah. Well, yeah, when I was in David's Bridal, they had the matching mask to go with a dress or whatever dress you pick. All yeah. All the different colors. Yeah. Um, and I want everyone to see my beautiful bridesmaids' faces, too, you know? That's yeah. why I have them up there. <laughs> so yeah. I don't want to hide their beauty either, but of course, in all, in all reality, I do want them to be safe. So, hey, girls, if you're listening, if you want to wear a face mask, you definitely can. You can bedazzle them with some rhinestones and all that today. Yeah, that's good. Well, um, so I guess to kind of wrap things up, um, actually, it's not going to be a wrap up, just to kind of change gears. When mm-hmm. everything happened with like George Floyd last summer and Breonna Taylor and all of the other incidences that were all over the internet. Um, mm-hmm. did you and your fiance have conversations, you know, yes. w- how did that go? So, um, he actually brought it to light for me because to me, I'm just like, this is another thing. Oh my God. There's something else happening. Oh my God. And he was just like, babe, it's not just, oh my God. It's like, this is the world that our kids are living in. Like we, this is not just, you know, something that just, you know, it's serious, but I wasn't being as serious and think that hard about it. Like it's 2020 or 2021 stuff like this should not be happening. It is not okay. It shouldn't just be like, Oh, another person died. It should be like, why, what is going on? You should be shocked out of your mind every time you hear that because it's not okay. Mm -hmm. And you know, I was like, 
I'm, I'm sad. I'm like, I'm not saying it's okay, but he was like, no, you're just like, oh, another one. Oh, that's crazy. I can't believe they did that again. He was like, you should, it, you shouldn't be outraged, but it should just be like, it shouldn't be. Oh, it's another person again. It should be like, are you serious? What just happened? Like a person, like you know, he was basically. It was, I, I'm not saying I said it sounded routine coming out of my mouth, but I'm just like, I, I this is something that I I hear all the time. Right, you're almost numb to it, like, now. Right. Yeah. Now, and, you know, did you talk about it? That, like, you can't be numb to this. We have boys. We have mixed children that are going to go through this. And, you know, he's like, your son is going to, he's not going to go through this, but shouldn't go through this. You know, you should be outraged by what is happening. And, you know, we sat down and we talked to all of our sons, minus the baby, you know, doesn't know what's going on, but we had to have that talk with him. And that was, you know, super awkward because, you know, my son is all black. He has a half black, half white, and then his other two are Puerto Rican and white. So even for them explaining, you know, what's happening, even with the concentration camps that the children are being separated, like, you know, it could happen, you yeah. know, just because of who your mom is. And, you know, that's how he had to explain this to them, you know. So ha- having that talk with, you know, a, t- a 12-year-old, an 11-year-old, a 10-year-old, and an 8-year-old, you know, they're just like, what? Yeah. Well, you know, why do we have to sit down with our kids and tell them these are things that you should do and these are things that you shouldn't do? And, of course... They they watch TV. They hear things. They're like, well, that guy didn't do any of those things. He didn't do anything. Yeah. So why why is that okay? It's not. It's not okay at all. Now, did he talk about... Um, I mean, I don't know his population of friends, but has he ever been in a situation where because of what he looked like, he was safe and somebody else may not have had the same grace that he got in a similar situation um not so much of him because where he grew up he was the minority so he the town that he was raised in he was the only white kid and they were all black kids okay so it it's weird to say that he he really never got to experience racism like until he became an adult in school and stuff you know it it never happened because everyone but him was black yeah but was there situations where he kind of uh, I don't I don't really like this I don't know how to word it I guess like his privilege like did he ever notice his privilege for him just because of how he dresses and how he looks you know he doesn't you know he is white but first look at him like okay he hangs about with black people so he's been in situations where he was just guilty by association okay and um you know people prejudge him of what he wears and music that he listened to even down to the way that he talks mm-hmm. you know i i got it growing up oh why do you talk white you know and i always be like how do i talk a color Right. He got, why are you trying to act black? 
and he's like, I'm not trying to act anything. This is how everyone around me that I grew up with acts, talks, dresses, you know? Yeah. I'm not trying to put on a portrayal, but this is all I know. Right. I wasn't, you know, raised in cookie cutter situations. He was like, I was raised like this. So he gets a lot of, you know, and it's, you know, especially with us being a couple and like, you know, oh, that's a given. He would be with a black girl, you know, or, oh, you know, she would be with that white guy. And it's not the case at all. It's just, it just happened. Yeah. Okay. Well, that, I mean, I guess it's kind of, he probably knows more so than most because he um, is around predominantly people that are not white. So he mm-hmm. probably has seen it and, you know, probably seen a lot more than most of us he's, have. He's seen and dealt with a lot more than me. And I'm just like, well, I'm black. And he was like, okay, what does that have to do with it? And I'm just like, you're absolutely right. Yeah. It's more about your environment, not about your race. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, is there are there any like words that you would want to say to anyone who is either in an intera- interracial relationship or um um I would say, you know, it's definitely um it's hard work to just keep a sane mind and with everything that's going on in the world today. Um you'll get looked at certain ways, you'll get side-eyed but when you love that person you have to look past of what those people think because you love the person that you're with when people look at me now I just look into my husband's eyes and be like I don't care what they think I love him and I'm going to choose to be with him no matter what you say no matter what you think or how you feel your opinion is your own opinion it won't reflect on my life but I'm going to live my life the way I want to and if you don't like who I'm with that's not making me lose sleep at night Right. If you don't like that we're black and white, that's going to keep you up because you're letting that fester on you when it has nothing to do with you. Right. That is very true. Well, I think those are good parting words, and I am so excited um, about your upcoming wedding. I can't wait to Thank see the you. pictures since I'm not going to be there. I um, know. Congratulations oh. again. Thank you, and thank you for having me on your interview podcast, if I said that correctly. <laughs> Story <laughs> Storytelling podcast, kind of, sort of. Storytelling podcast, there we go. Thank you for having me, and it was great. It, I was super nervous the whole time, but it was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing to be nervous about. We're just having a conversation, and hopefully um, when people listen to this, they get something out of it, too, so... I appreciate your transparency and um, just taking the time this evening to have this talk. Thank you. And that's a wrap on another amazing episode. I know that you were just as inspired as I was after listening to that conversation. And to let us know how we're doing, don't forget to leave us a review, like, share and follow the podcast also make sure you follow us on all social media platforms at the black girl blogger and check out our website www.theblackgirlblogger.com
And the most important step, make sure you share the podcast with someone you know and tell them to share with someone they know. And if you know someone who has an amazing story to tell, or if you yourself would love to tell your story, leave us a message on our website or any of our social media platforms so we can reach out to you and have you on the podcast. Until next time, peace out.